Welcome back to the Broadway block. Going into the Christmas break with that overtime Chris Kreider winner. How are you feeling? Yeah, that was definitely a nice way to end things. Obviously, a little bit of an upsetting loss against the Oilers. Kind of weird, too, because, you know, we go up one nothing, and then you're trailing 4-1, to one and you managed to lose still 4-3. to three. It's it's one of those games where at least we were able to make it a little bit close. Like, the team didn't, you know, roll over. But it's one of those games where it's hard because you want to play that good game against the Oilers. And I almost wonder if, like, you know, Igor really should have been out there. But I did like the... This, the pad set of Igor with the third jersey. I thought that looked pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. It's interesting. Yeah, I thought about that too with Igor. But either way, like I look at the teams like Minnesota Wild, like, you know, they recently fired their coach and they got hired John Hines. But it's interesting because as things went bad, the Oilers were like, nah, we're not going to roll with this for a couple of months and see what happened. They like put the reset button quick. And, you know, they got Knobloch up there. So that really, I knew they were going to come and play us tough, but I just didn't expect the game to go like that. Gritty win. A question for you, Steve. It's a gimme that Chris Kreider's going into the rafters at MSG, right? Like, you think about what he's done for the franchise. The only thing left is really, like, bring home the Stanley to MSG, right? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, his name is the top of a lot of the scoring lists and, you know, titles like that. So I would say that he's definitely well on his way. If his, if his all ended right now, it's pretty close. Um, but I think you're right. I think missing is the cup, obviously. I think if we win in the next few years, he's going to be a part of it. The contract looks like a steal now. I remember people were pretty skeptical of it. And, you know, there's the critiquing that he couldn't touch 50 again. But he's damn near on the pace to do so again this year. And it's sustainable, right? I was thinking about this the other day. Like, at what point in the season do you throw away the, uh, well, it's still early. You know, when, when does that tag fall off? 30 games in, I feel like you have a really good idea where this team is. And we heard the stat when uh, Timmy was on, Tim Peel was on the show and mentioned that if you're not in by Thanksgiving, I think it is that it's about 70% of those teams that make it in. By Christmas, I mean, we have a pretty good grasp of the teams that, came out hot that still are playing hot and like maybe the flyers are in that conversation of like are is it still is it still like a thing that might fade away who knows and also like they have like a couple people stars that will be restricted free agents at the end of the year with like carter hart and owen tippett so those will be interesting like would you wouldn't you want to try to maybe if you're going to do this whole rebuild thing like sell at the deadline well, it's tough because I don't think that they knew that they would be there. I, I mean, the rest of the league didn't. If they did, then kudos to the organization. But um, I guess the point is, like, you know, where we are, I feel like, yeah, it's pretty sustainable. Same thing with we talked about Kreider's scoring pace. Like, you know, you're seeing out of some guys, Panarin to be another name in there, that what we're doing seems like we can make this happen for a long period of time. The Flyers are in a weird spot, but I also think the Capitals are too. I think we were pretty, pretty low on them collectively, you know, between not only our own opinions, but the guests that we've had on that we've kind of all talked about that the Capitals was on basically nobody's radar. And, you know, the Canes and the Devils were pretty high on everybody's list. And, you know, the Metro is just a weird spot. If, right if, if it ended right now, and let's say, you know, we have the Rangers, Islanders, Flyers, Capitals. 
and there was going to be a bubble team maybe, you know, to make the wild card from the Metro, do you see the Canes or the Devils more reaching that? Anyone who listens to this probably hears me like crap on the Devils a lot. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're a dangerous team and they scare me a little bit more than like the Hurricanes, for example. And we talked about this actually as recent as last episode that like the Hurricanes are just a good team and we've had success against them in the playoffs. I think the group knows that. I think that we can go in and, you know, finish up business against them. And there's something about the way that that Devils series ended that, you know, I feel like if the series went nine games. They yeah, won. I wouldn't want to face them in round one again. If, you like... know, if if it went 11 games, they could get six. But but so could we. You know, it would be really close with, with both teams for sure. Uh, maybe less close this year than it was last year because they're not really seeing that that momentum. The group confidence is not there where it was. You know, they were one of the best teams in the league last year at the end of the season. So, um, you know, I think the Capitals probably scare me as like a fourth seed, though, if we're going to talk about like a matchup wise. Because but I think do you see players. the Canes or the Devils getting in and one of them oh, being? I, I, if I wasn't clear enough, I think the Devils. Gotcha. Um, they if they're it. still in that position, but I also don't think it's going to come down to Canes and and uh, the Devils battling for fourth and fifth. I think the Canes figure their their business out a little bit. If they it's so funny to me though. Like the Metro, like now is super competitive, but give it three or four years. Like what happens with the Canes, and you know, let's say they miss the playoffs, they change out Brenda Moore. Obviously, they still haven't figured out their goaltending situation. Devils' goaltending situation is up in the air. If they don't make the playoffs, like, could we see Lindy Ruff gone? Capitals and um, Penguins are been aging, so like, you know, this could be a completely different division in three to four years. And you're not wrong. You bring up some good points there. A lot of these teams are kind of like even the Islanders. Now the Islanders are are in a spot where we've seen you know a few years now deadline free agency. The thing about the Islanders though is they are still somehow relevant. I mean a lot of a lot has been made of the loser point lately. I was, it was something I wanted to talk about a little bit, but you know I'm all for it. They're going to finish in a good spot because of it. If this keeps up, I mean nine through nine throughout the first thirty something is like incredible, um for the loser point that is. But I don't think that that keeps up but you have to think it's a team that's only won 16 games they're 16 and 17 if you're going to talk like not hockey 500 um they're sub 500 so i i feel like let them in the playoffs because it doesn't really affect us i mean it it's why the playoffs exist it's a long grueling tournament if you make it in great you have you still have to play some some great hockey it's like it doesn't mean that they're gonna all of a sudden be a great team if they make it in playing less than 500 hockey. Um, but if they're encouraged by that as a, as a unit, I'm all for it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, it will be interesting to see where the league we've talked about it briefly, how fast it's been changing. And there's going to be a lot of older players that are, will be on different teams soon. We got to think like Steven Stamkos, like do they sell like right now, currently the lightning are in third in the Atlantic with, uh, 39 points so it'd be interesting to see like they're looking good would they try to make one more run with Stamkos and maybe see if he'll do a smaller deal in the summer I just don't think his party know his party knows his value and I just don't think it fits with the Tampa Bay Lightning going forward Uh, another one is Jake Gensel on the Penguins like 
where they are at now. Like he's still a young enough player that he still has a lot of potential. Um, someone that would be interesting for the Rangers to target in the summer would be if the Hurricanes traded off and didn't want to re-sign Martin Nikas, like as a good right winger, you know, let's say the Blake Wheeler, we don't re-sign him or something and we're low on right wingers. The Canes, I feel like, are not in the same conversation as maybe the Penguins and the Bolts because the Bolts have lost a good bit of that core, but the lower end of it, not the the upper echelon talent. Kucherov's playing amazingly and it's one of the best players in the league right now. And Vasilevsky coming when he came back, he's he's looked pretty solid. Like the injury didn't yeah. affect him. Well, that's another thing that we touched on about. You know, we were kind of correct that if the the Bolts can make it, you know, five hundred and stay relevant or or even better without. I, I wouldn't want to play the Bolts in the playoffs, right? Because now they have Vasilevsky back, and and the whole thing is if if the season gets away from them without him. That's one thing, but they stayed relevant and now they have him back, and that's absolutely huge. We kind of called that. And that's why I kind of think Sam Coast will probably go in the summer. Yeah, no, I don't think he gets dealt. Um, I think that they stay relevant, and like I said, they have one of the best players in the world right now, and they have one of the best goalies now back healthy. So that's a that's a huge thing for them. And and Sam Coast is playing really really well. I mean, there's there's zero reason in my opinion to trade him. Um, I think you risk losing him for nothing but i think you have the risk you know that, that that's a, a certain risk that comes with having had so much success with this guy that like you can't let go of him unless it meant you're getting back something that makes you still relevant like if there's some crazy star swap but i would imagine that's to get you know some some younger players back and you mentioned the penguins with Gensel. if this stays around i mean another thing we called about the Penguins is if they give it one more run, Dubas is going to try to make it a team again. And if it's not going to work, then they're going to strip it. I think Gensel would fetch at least a first and somebody highly drafted for sure. Do we think Igor is out of his funk? He's looked pretty. I I don't even want to say Igor was in a funk because he was still putting up good numbers, but I just felt like Igor made some great saves in that like last game of ours that really kept us in. And he, like you mentioned, he did look good in those pads and, and his helmet was on point. <laughs> yeah, no, the Riz, the Riz factor is there for sure. No, like Shesty is no joke. Still one of the best gold goalies in the league. It's just, it's really hard. I think when we're doing all these changes and we're playing really well, but there's games that still get away from us. Like, the buy-in is there. They believe in the coach. They listen to the feedback. We've had great bounce-back performances, but we still come out of the gate playing sloppy games. And like a lot of a lot can be made of Igor not playing as well as we've seen him play, but not a lot is made of the team having blunders in front of Peter Laviolette. And I think that a lot of the reason because of that is because we bounce back well and it kind of gets like swept under the rug. And you know we're. St- so good that there's a lot of people right now that are not zeroing in on those little details and are giving a, maybe a little bit more of a grace period because he's still new. Um, but if he, we weren't having these, uh, this success, I don't think people would be blaming Igor. I think people would be blaming the team that's playing in front of him, adjusting and, and things like that. So, you know, once, once everything kind of comes to full fruition, like it feels weird to think. And I said this last episode that, this team still has like a little bit more 
to show once we still get that consistency. Because the team's great, you know. And also, also you got to think once we get those like Kako and Heedle back, mm-hmm. we're seeing other people step up in their absence, which has been wonderful. Yeah, I was I was just looking at Trocek's stats. He's at like almost a point per game, and slotted into that role amazingly. Laffy's kind of dropped off a little bit, but he's playing super well, which is encouraging to see. And he doesn't look where he's not not supposed to be on that line. No, and they're generating amazing chances. And if, if, if he, like, so it's like not like I feel like we're like saying Laugh is still questionable. Is he developing? You know, I feel like he's a solid NHL player. Well, he's definitely taking advantage of the time that he's getting for sure. One per- thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, the RFAs at the end of the summer for us are going to be Kako and Lindgren. Obviously, with this Kako absence, does this help us in the contract that we could even get it even lower and do almost like another bridge deal? Or And how do you feel about Ryan Lindgren's play been this season? And do you think that just maybe too many injuries for him where we would want to maybe upgrade over the summer? Well, I know. So you texted me privately when we we're watching a game that you, you kind of get Girardi vibes. And it's something we've talked about a few times, maybe on the show, but definitely um, just you and I talking about how the way that he plays doesn't make me feel very comfortable locking him up full term, long term rather, um, you know, for a big contract. I don't I just I feel like these little injuries are gonna be turning into weeks injuries yeah. and eventually months injuries and then, you know. Yeah. I don't imagine that he's due too significant of a raise though, from what he's making right now. And um if it's possible, obviously he's a huge fan favorite. He plays plays his heart out for us and we would certainly feel the loss without him because what's the what's the replacement um in house like Jones you know obviously we're going Well I don't think we have a replacement in house for Lindgren I think we no. would have to go out And you got to think uh, Gustafson as well was a one year deal I believe and he's So we're basically could be looking for two defensemen or we try to work the contract with Lindgren Correct and assuming that Jones doesn't develop much further this season. I mean, he's riding he's riding the bench where he could be playing meaningful minutes in Hartford, so that's hard as well because he kind of made it as that as the extra defenseman. You know, we'll see if we could be looking for three guys to to replace. I mean, who's the surefire player that's going to come back? Definitely Schneider. Troop was locked up long term, so was Fox. You know, Miller obviously um, just got an extension, but it's hard after that to kind of dole out too much more money to the fourth guy, let alone the fifth and the sixth and the seventh. Very true points, Steve. Looking forward to this week going forward after the break, we have the Capitals. I'm really looking for us to like solidify that, like, you know, where you are, where we are supposed to be as that like number one team in the Metropolitan. And I just don't want to feel like, I don't know what it is, but whenever we play the Caps, they come out strong, better hockey than they ever play and we sometimes get behind and we just can't can't claw our way back in yeah the caps are going to be a good test obviously we talked about them playing really well and and it all kind of came to a front when we played them i thought we were playing dominant hockey when we went up against them and they beat the crap out of us so it's like you know hopefully this is a little bit of a redemption game for us and for the coach and you know there's a lot that goes into playing a Metro game when the standings start to get closer. Like I remember a few weeks ago, the gap was pretty big. It's, it's only a couple games now for 
the teams that are behind us and you know we're playing super super well but so is the division i could see uh the way that the points break out i could see the atlantic having five teams make it i could see the metro having five teams make it so as long as we keep doing what we've done i mean this is a historic start we've had to hit a couple rough skids here where we haven't exactly seen the performance but we bounced back super well we got a nice win before the break and you know it's probably still the best hockey is yet to come at this point in the season it's always so funny we i feel like we get these little tests where we like we have a hard little schedule capitals panthers lightning hurricanes like so you know if you come out sluggish after the break it's not like you're playing like the blackhawks and like these teams that like you can get easier wins on obviously it's nhl so there's no easy wins but you coming back like we we need a big night from igor and then i assume if you had we got the back-to-back friday and saturday game in florida who do you put in panthers friday night and then we got the lightning saturday night yeah uh luckily i feel comfortable with both i think shesterkin versus Vasilevsky is the matchup that you gotta have he's had success against him um i mean it's gone both ways obviously you know what I'm looking forward to, Steve? Surprising you with tickets to the outdoors game so you can't, like, you know, we we got some games coming up for me and Steve later in the season we're going to. You know, there's only so many you can get your permission slip signed for, but if I surprise Steve with tickets to the game, then he can't say, like, well, you know, sorry my, to my wife. Joe just surprised me with these tickets that we have to go to. Is this you telling me about my Christmas present? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just going forward with my plan, and I'm just kind of you know throwing it out there. Now, listen, I mean, you, when we went to the Winter Classic, it was like that. You're like, hey, listen, you know, when's the next time this is going to happen? And I'm pretty sure that was over six years ago. But I was about to say five years went quick, but yeah. like, do you see us getting another one like in another five years or what after this? Um, well. This is going to be fun. I think there's going to be probably a couple of years between this and the next outdoor game, probably. And, you know, maybe a winter classic after that. It's cool that the the Knights and the uh, Kraken are going to get one. That's going to be cool to watch. Are the Rangers going to get a, is it going to be a home game because for the Rangers because it's in New Jersey then? Technically, no. The Garden is the only place that the Rangers can have a home game. And technically that was a, um, a home game for the Sabres, the one that we went to. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Well, Steve, I think that's all we got for today. And we'll be we'll definitely be there in the spring chasing that Stanley Cup. Steve, thank you for another great year. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers.